You are listening to the Kensington Church Podcast, recorded live in Michigan. To learn more about Kensington, visit kensingtonchurch.org. Well, good evening, friends and family. We're so glad you're able to join us for this midweek moment online, wherever you are. Maybe you're driving from work, fighting traffic. Hopefully you're not looking at the screen. Hopefully you're just listening in, or maybe you're making dinner for your family, or at home with the kids, or just at home, on the couch, alone. Wherever you are, we're so glad that you've joined us, and I think it's a gift that we get to be together in this moment. I love that song they just sang. So beautifully done by Sarah, Elsa, and Michael. I love the line that says, show me who you are, and fill me, and then lead me in your love to those around me. I mean, I don't think there's a better prayer that we could ever pray. So again, just so glad that you guys could join us tonight. I am here with one of my very good friends, Sarah Morris. Sarah is an executive pastor over at a very life-giving, powerful church uh, in Rochester. She's an executive pastor of Family Life. She's also a teaching pastor there. And I'm just so thrilled to have you in the house with us, Sarah. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. It's a privilege to get to be here. Actually, Kensington was part of my start in the ministry. Um, one of your youth pastors I served with at another church, and so um, he invited me to come alongside of him, and then when the Lord called me to go to Rochester, Kensington's youth group came alongside and helped me uh, my first whole year in youth ministry, and so they were such a blessing um, just to our church body, but really for me that I didn't feel like I was alone. I had They mentored me and helped me plan retreats. We joined on many retreats with you guys, so it's a, it's a privilege to be back here this morning. And I love that. We are like, we are cheering you guys on. I know you guys are cheering us on. And we're not alone in this thing. And that's what I love about that. Um, before we jump in, like, just tell us a little bit. You are, you are married. You're a mom. You're married to one of my best friends, Ben Morris, um, which I love. And, um, but tell us a little bit about your family. So Ben and I have been married around 20 years. I'm not sure if it's 19 or 20. Um, it's been a you while. You better figure that one out before the <laughs> anniversary. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yeah. Well, when it comes, I'm actually normally with your wife on my anniversary on our girls weekend. Um, but no, we've been married for around 20 years. And then we have three great kids. Our oldest is a freshman in high school, which is crazy. Um, and then we have a middle schooler, um, Jude, who's in middle school. And then our youngest is eight. So... They're all three years apart. Um, love being a mom. Love that I get to be married to my best friend. And it's just fun to be able to serve Jesus in this stage of life. Love that. I remember your little, uh, your oldest is going in, you said going into high school? Yeah. Well, she's just finishing her freshman she's, year. Oh, she's finished. She's already in high school. I remember holding her as a little baby. That's amazing. So, yeah. you know, it's finally warming up around here in Michigan. Finally. Thankful. What are you looking forward to for at summer? Oh, just so, being in the sunshine. Just being in the sun. I just want to be in the warm and going to the beach. I think we, that's my favorite place. We all have quirks, you know, and, and I've known Sarah for a long time, and one of her things is you're, it doesn't matter what time of the year it is, she's going to be wearing flip-flops. That is true. So you got your sandals on. <laughs> I got my tonight. sandals on. Yeah, but she's always, I mean, January, whatever, you're going to be in flip-flops. Yes, I do but, put socks sometimes with my sandals. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everything goes nowadays. It's right. not even out anymore. It's true. It used to be like out. It actually out. is cool now. Yeah, that's what oh, I, I was cool before it was cool? Yeah, exactly. You were cool before <laughs> it was cool. When I was a dork. <laughs> but we, we've been focusing on our midweeks, just, just been a really uh, powerful few months here, we've just been focusing, different people have shared what scriptures have really impacted them. And, and Sarah, you brought a scripture, I think, from Galatians. So why don't you just read that over us tonight? 
So Galatians 5, 16 through 18, um, has just been something that I've been chewing on throughout this whole year. And um, it's when Paul is talking to the church of Galatians and he says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful desire, sinful nature desires. And I just wanna stop right there because I love the fact that we, don't ha- we can't change ourselves. That it's the Holy Spirit inside of us that changes us from the inside out. It's not about like management and being more disciplined of being a Jesus follower. It is truly that he changes us. It's his work inside. Um, And so verse 18, it says, it says these two forces are constantly fighting each other. So they are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses, which is good works, which means we're no longer having to try to adhere to the law or right or wrong and and can I earn this? But he says we're no longer underneath that. We're actually under the law of love now because of Jesus um, that we we don't have to be underneath that. And it says in verse 25, he ends with this. He says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Um, And I just thought that, that challenge there to be led by the Spirit and then to allow him to allow him to affect all areas. Um, a different translation said it like this: "Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit." Yeah, I love that. Um, and, and if you guys were with us last month, you remember that Sam Anderson, one of our teaching pastors here, actually talked about that same verse. So cool. And he he talked about the the song from the '90s. I think it was from the artist Ludacris that said, "When you move, I move." When you move, I move. And, but I love that we're, we're opening this up again. I feel like this is something that God is speaking to yes. us. And I love what you said, that, that the Holy Spirit in us is taking the pressure off. Yes. We, we cannot change our own selves. Yeah. We're, not, we're not tasked with changing our own selves. So the Holy Spirit, his power in us, but we are tasked. Right. We do have a partnership, and that's just keeping in step right. with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, you know, what, how, how have you seen that like play out in, in your life? Give us an example. Well, so really when I was reading the scripture, I was asking the Lord that question, like how do I do this? Because so oftentimes I feel like I'm going ahead of him and being like, oh, I haven't thought about even what the Lord thinks about this or I feel like I'm 10 steps behind. And I was like, what does it mean to keep in step with the Holy Spirit? And it reminded me of a time, uh, my husband and I for about 10 years worked with young adults. And so every year we would take a group of college kids up to the UP and go hiking uh, through Pictured Rocks and then go up into Marquette. Um, And we're pretty chill, we kind of like start on a trail and we let everyone kind of do their thing. Um, And on this one particular trail though, we say on this one particular hike, we invite everyone to kind of stay together um, because at the very end of the hike, we kind of go off the trail. It's kind of like onto a deer path. And so you kind of go this way and we had found this place where it like opens up to a, it's just like it feels like a secret place, um, like Narnia. Like you're going into this place and it opens up and it's just this beautiful beach um, and cliffs and rocks and you can go into these caves and climb through them and find more. And it's just this amazing place. And so we always say you need to stay together because you won't make it. And so this one particular year, we had a group of like, there was three college students and um, they were like, oh no, no, we can figure it out. I'm sure we can figure it out. And so they kind of went ahead 
of the group. So I just, you know, they're, they're young adults and so they can do it. And so the rest of us went out and uh, made it out to the spot and we just had an amazing day. Well, every like hour or so, I mean, I would keep going out onto this point looking to see where this group was. And um, so, I mean, the day goes on. We just stay where we are. We had an amazing day. I mean, the guys climbed these rocks. We went through these caves on our bellies. We even found this baby deer in one of the caves. It was just, it was amazing. Um, and so we hiked back at the very end of the day. And when we got back, these three college students were sitting by our van. And I was like, guys, where, where were you? You know, like, we, we thought you were with us. And, and the one guy that was there, he said, I am so frustrated. <laughs> He's like, our GPS wouldn't work. I couldn't figure out anything. We couldn't get any reception. He's like, the only thing that it could get us to was to come back to the van. And I was so disappointed for them because we had this amazing day experiencing this beautiful place, just um, having new experiences, jumping into freezing cold water together, going through caves, having this adventure. And my heart just hurt for them that they didn't get to be a part of that. And I felt like when I was reading the scripture and meditating on it, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, so oftentimes, that's how the heart of God feels. Mm. Because he wants to invite us into this adventure of living life with him, not just going on our instincts, not just going on, oh, I think I can figure it out. He actually invites us into this relationship where we don't have to depend on our own bearings, on our own um, thinking and our own logic and do we have what it takes. He really is the ultimate guide. And that's what I feel like Paul is stating in this passage of scripture. God's saying, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate life guide. He is truly, he is the one that made us. He created us. You know, the Bible says that we are his, his um uh, masterpiece created to do good works. Like he knows already the plans he has for us, but he wants to lead us by his spirit instead of us trying to be like, oh, I got to figure this out again. And it just reminded me when those kids, those teenagers missed out, how oftentimes do I miss out on just amazing special moments with the Lord or wisdom that he wants to give me or direction that he wants to give me because I'm already jogging ahead of him. And I think Paul just reminds us, unlike a physical guide, like Ben and I could only direct the college students. We could invite them into it, we could encourage them, but in the end, we left them. You know, like we all say goodbye and go home. And Paul's saying, Holy Spirit never leaves us. He actually lives in us and wants to do life with us yeah. um, so that we don't have to just depend on ourselves. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, one of the words in, in Greek for, for the Holy Spirit is the paraclete, which, which means helper. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I was learning how to cross-country ski, my dad was teaching me how to cross-country ski like through the trails, and I would oftentimes, I'd, you know, fall over, and my dad would ski up right next to me, and he would pick me up, and he would say every single time, like for a season when I was learning how to ski, every time he's like, hey, I'm like the paraclete. I'm like the Holy Spirit. I'm coming next to you to, to help you up. And that's what the Holy Spirit is in your life. And I think sometimes we're, we're kind of afraid to talk about the Holy Spirit. Right. We're, you know, and it's, oh, that's for, for, that's for the people that you know, are, are, are super spiritual or, or people that are like more you know, righteous than I am. Right. But the, the truth is the Holy Spirit really is our God. It's one of the, one of the ministries that, that he has. Right. He's here to help us. He's here to guide us into right. life. And so when Paul's saying, you know, if you're gonna walk by the Spirit, keep in step with him. Just, in other words, like stay close to him because yeah. he knows where he's going. 
Yeah, there's a relationship. And I love that John 14 says, Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit will dwell inside of you. And so regardless of what our belief system is and how that gets fleshed out, we are marked with the Holy Spirit because we can't create something dead and make it alive. It's God's spirit that dwells inside of us. And so I love that Paul is saying we have a choice. We can either go with our gut and depend on our natural instinct, depend on our natural way of living, the way we think that is right because of the way we were raised, because of um, areas in our own lives, um, things through our experiences. Or he says, we have an opportunity to enter into this partnership with the Lord and not do it on our own and depend on him, that he wants to guide us. And he guides us through all different ways. I think sometimes we can make it seem so um, mystical of being led by the Lord, but the Bible talks about that the, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's so practical. He speaks and brings guidance to us, and so oftentimes I just think like, we, we always talk about our eight, to our eight-year-old. Um, she's just a natural, passionate individual, and, um, and so right now we're trying to instill self-control, and, and she just, she gets so frustrated. Her natural bent is just anger, and because she's passionate, so she's passionately, you know, fired up about one thing and then passionately fired up about another thing, um, but one of the things we're trying to teach her is that God has a fruit of the Spirit, and you can ask him to help you with self-control. Now, most of us are like, okay, that, that's very simple, but I think about it the same way. Our natural desires, her natural desire is to just move in anger, to just to just continue to operate. And I think how many, how many times do we function like that where we're just going based off of our feelings? Yeah. We make decisions in our everyday lives how I feel. Mm -hmm. So if she's angry about a decision, her mouth is just gonna run. Yeah. And as adults, we'd be like, oh, that's not right. Mm -hmm. But I think oftentimes we're tempted to do that as adults. Yeah. We don't make decisions based on God's word. We don't make decisions based on what the Lord is speaking to us and his truth. And then we, wander, we wonder why we're not living free. Yeah. We're wondering why we live with, an with anxiety and fear. And I think it's that same simple, the same simple statement that Julia basically fleshes out as an eight-year-old. Like, I do the things I don't wanna do. Like, I can't change myself. And that's what the, Paul is saying, we can't change ourselves. Yeah. We have to say, okay, God, I can't do it, but your spirit lives inside of me, and so will you produce in me whatever it is that I need, yeah. whether it's love, whether it's the ability to forgive, whether it's wisdom, like he does that, and he leads us and guides us, and so sometimes it's through his word yeah. where he breathes light in it, and you read a passage, and you're like, oh, that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's, it's direction through a friend, you know, you'll be talking to somebody and all of a sudden they speak life. They repeat maybe something that the Lord spoke to them and it brings such encouragement and life through the Holy Spirit. And so I, I think it's just something that I'm learning is to not make it some magical thing up here and recognize that God speaks to us in so many different ways. He wants to be heard. He wants to lead us and guide us. I love that. He, you know, you said something. You said, um, don't, don't go with your gut. Go with your guide. Yeah. You know, and thinking about last month when Sam was talking about when you move, I move. But here's the practical step. So what does that actually look like? Right. What you just said. It's it's opening up the pages of scripture. You know, yeah. we know, we know that God has revealed himself yeah. in Jesus. Yeah. That he is the word right. made flesh. But when and I I was just recently heard uh 
Pastor uh, Derwin Gray at a, at a conference I was just at. He's a pastor down in, I think, South Carolina. But um, he was talking about how do we, so how do we, he was encouraging us to seek Jesus. So how do we actually do that? What's, okay, that's, it's great to hear that. Yeah, I want to seek you. What is, okay, I seek you. Right. You know, like what, what's the now the practical right. steps? And, and, and I love that he said that, open up the pages of scripture, right. read the gospels, right. read what it is Jesus is doing, what he's saying, yes. and, and that, that's a living word. It's I mean, a that's living the, testimony, the, the, a living example. Absolutely. And it's an invitation because he says, come follow me. Like, and he's saying the same thing to us. He's like, continue to watch through scripture, live the way I live. And again, it was the same call for the disciples to come follow Jesus and find out who he was, his love, everything that he was about. They had to let go of their own way of living. They couldn't like bring their own agendas and be like, hey, here's my passions and my dreams and all I want you to do for me. No, they had to let go of yeah. their natural their natural bents, their natural way of life and say, okay, I have a new person I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna have a new guide instead of just my natural instinct. And I think that's the same simple call. And it's through scripture that we, we know Jesus. Yeah. You know, he's the word that became flesh that dwelt among us. Um, and I feel like it's, it's just such a gift that we don't have to do life on our own. Yeah, you know, that's, that is, you know, that's the call for, for every man and woman on this planet. Yes. To look like Jesus. I mean, he, yes. he, we just got done celebrating Easter mm -hmm. and Good Friday. Jesus paid the price yes. so that men and women could follow him, yeah. be transformed, changed yeah. from what they were to yeah. what we were into looking more and more yes. like Jesus. And it is a journey. It's not a one Absolutely. and done thing. And that's why we're, we're, that's what I love about this topic yeah. is that we're following a guide yes. and we're on a journey. And that, that guide is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That, that guide is the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's what we need in yeah. our lives. And so we're actually gonna take a moment right now to sing a song and we're gonna, um, we're gonna honor the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And we're going to ask him to do his work in us. As we go into this song, Sarah, would you mind just, just praying over us yeah. uh, in this moment? Yeah. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you that this was your idea, that you loved us first, and so we can respond out of that invitation of love. God, I thank you for your grace and your forgiveness. And Lord, if there is anyone that is struggling and feels like, man, I have messed up today, I pray, Lord, that they would hear this and actually hear the call of freedom, that you're inviting them to experience your forgiveness and your grace again and say, I don't have to do this on my own. You are the one that wants to change me from the inside out. And so I just pray your grace and your love. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would help us um, to have a hunger for your word and to want to study and to keep our eyes not on to keep our eyes off of secondary issues and that we would focus our attention and our desires on you and learn who you are and get to know you in a very personal way. And so we honor you to, just in this moment and we just, we hope we can make you smile as we worship. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and sing this song together. Um, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence 
I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. No thing can compare. You're a living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the To be overcome by your presence, Lord, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be You've been listening to the Kensington Church Podcast. If you've enjoyed this recording, check back weekly for new content. You can find Kensington on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and of course, at kensingtonchurch.org.